generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. There's a preacher in my life and a preacher in my house. It's not TMI, but a, a preacher in my other room. A preacher, a woman of God. You know, there's some people that you know in public and God uses them in public because of his grace and benevolence. But when you live with them or you stay with them, you're like, this guy... It's grace. It's just let us say it's grace because you are not what you are outside. But we're grateful to God. We're not raising a house of pretenders. We're not raising a, a house of hypocrites. We're raising a house of disciples and people who are authentic. And she's an authentic woman of God. She is a woman of capacity, of many graces, a fantastic communicator, a gifted writer, a brilliant organizer, and intelligent leader, a submissive associate, a loyal co-worker, anointed, gifted, powerful, beautiful, splendiferous, called of God and ordained to bring for the word this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, can you celebrate my number one co-laborer, associate, Fellow minister, pastor, the lady told you Uluwatengu as she comes. Celebrate the grace of God. you may be seated. I'm just going to take everything Pastor Dami has said as prayer and prophecy for me because how do you wrap up a series like this? As in any series like Empires, this one, Culture Shapers, and they ask you to wrap up. <laughs> like, what do you want to wrap? Cooper's wrapping sheet is not enough. Some people don't even know what Cooper's wrapping sheet is in this, in this gathering of kings. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Thank you so much, Pastor Dami. Um, you've been extremely amazing during this series. I say during this series now. You say so it was not amazing the other series. You are increasingly amazing, sir. Thank you so much for teaching. Thank you for sharing truths with us. Thank you for opening up to us, um, teaching us practically how this wealth thing really works. And I don't take this for granted. Uh, I'm not, I was not very confident about this, but the fact that you felt I could do it is the first step in my encouragement to doing it. So thank you so much. Um, I'm sure everybody has been blessed in this, in this series, and God will help me today. God has to help me. Uh, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to share not just my own thoughts, my own experiences, but a message that you have for your children. Lord, I pray, you know the contemplations of my heart, God, you know. Help me. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. Give me spiritual intelligence, mental intelligence. Help me to convey truths in a way that your children will understand and be able to apply. 
I decree and declare that every fear from the pit of hell, every spirit of destruction, every spirit of discouragement, every spirit of despair will have no place in this house in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that we will not just have cash, but we will have wealth. I decree and declare that we will not just have money today, but we will have wealth in eternity in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that we will not just have cash, but we will have a good name relationship that transcend cash in the name of Jesus. I bring down every mind block, every mind barrier concerning wealth and riches, for indeed they will be in our house in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Someone celebrate God one more time. Hallelujah. It's good to see Jerry. Oh, hi Cooper. It's good to see you too. Hi Jerry. Where is he? I'm going outside. Hi. It's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in weeks. I haven't actually, and I should have reached out, but it's good to see you. All right. Okay, so today we are wrapping up. You know, when they were introducing me, I was clapping, thinking that, I don't know, maybe God will just lead it to somebody else. And then I saw my picture on the screen. I'm like, yeah, too late. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, so today we're talking about some practical steps. Um, we're still talking about waves of wealth and waves of riches. And of course, like I said, when Pinam said I was going to wrap up, I'm like, sir. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this money thing very well. You know, there are some things you understand, but you don't really, really understand. Or you understand in theory, but you've not finished your practical. Right? An exam, theory and practical that I used to give you a virus. Do you understand? So I'm like, God, where am I going to start from? Wouldn't I feel like a hypocrite coming to talk about something I've not really, really mastered? Right? And I started thinking, oh, yeah, God, show me Expo. Who is someone I can relate with that was in a space where he or she did exploits, even though they hadn't been in that space. I know I also remembered how Pastor Dami was teaching about grace last week. I know some people do some things, and you know, you yourself, you know, that you can do this thing better than them. You know, you know, you know what they finished from school with. You know, even for artists, some of you, you know that you can sing more than some people that are going viral on. Some people, when I remember, I don't mention him. There was one gospel artist that was doing one contest one year like this. I think it was in 2020 or last year. And I saw some people that could really sing. I know some of them personally. And the gospel artist did not pick them. And he now picked some people that I feel. I said, is it that you know these people near or you're being partial or what? Some people that are having records, making money, being invited to speak at different churches. You know, I can sing more than them. I'm more annoyed than them. In fact, you know what some of them did last night? But they still invited them Sunday morning to church. And like, God, this holiness, is it not going to pay? What's going on? Right? But grace. Somebody shout grace. grace. And then um, God brought to mind David and how he went to fight Goliath. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you need to be willing to be vulnerable, but confident in the authority that God has given to you. So you are willing to be vulnerable, but your confidence is in the authority that God has given to you. And then I remember the scripture, I believe it was in Revelation during immersion, and Pinam shared from that scripture that authority is what breaks the seal. Who can remember that scripture in Revelation? I have it somewhere. It's in Revelation. Authority is what breaks the seal. Who's worthy to open the scroll and break the seal? Yes, it's authority. So there are some things, even with this money thing, and we'll come to that shortly, even from the story of David and Goliath, that is authority. It's your identity in Christ that causes you to break into certain things, even financially. It's not always book. 
is not always plus and minus balancing sheets. Those things are important. But it's your authority that even gives you that confidence in the first place. Because again, we're going to deal with the concept of fear. Pastor Dami has spoken so much about money, but some people are still afraid of it. And that's the truth. Um, I was in, I'll talk about that shortly as well. I was in a class recently, and um, Uluburi was facilitating that class in, my com- in a community that I run. And he asked a question, if you needed to raise one million naira, I think he's, did you say in six months or in one month? I think he said in one month. How would you do it? And there was a sincere answer on the group. And somebody said, I don't know. And so people could not really put it together. And I remember that Pidams had asked that question on his coaching call some nights ago. Right? How do you, if you needed to raise a million naira, and he said there's a difference between having a million naira and raising a million naira. If you have it in your account, you can just go down with joy. But if you have to raise it, that means you don't have it. Your salary didn't have it. Your mommy and daddy didn't have it. How will you raise one million naira? I mean, I've come to a point where I can say one, one month is a long time to raise one million naira for me. But for some people, one, one month is, is not enough to raise one million naira. So there's that fear, there's that barrier in your mind, this money thing. Pidams have been saying one million is too small, one million is too small. In Jesus' name, most of us are getting it now. But some people, it's still a struggle. You still go to work. When you hear your boss say, if you come late, I'm removing 1K from your salary. Your heart has already cut. That does your boss know what 1K is? I remember the time I deducted, let me not go into details, deducted 300 naira from somebody's salary. The person said, Ma, you don't know what this 300 naira means to me. It's funny, but it's, it, I, I understand what it is legitimately for that person. Because 300 naira is the difference between trekking from the person's place of work to almost their house. So 300 naira is a lot. So there's that fear. You've never seen 1 million naira rest in your account just there before. And so you're agitated to make it. And in that agitation to make it, you're even making mistakes in the process of trying to make the 1 million naira to stay in your account. Meanwhile, when you take, when Piggy Vest takes 500 naira out of it, it's no longer 1 million naira again. And that's in campaign sometimes. Have you had money in your account before and you just hear Tanta, Piggy Vest? They're saving the money for you, but like, why have you reduced my account balance? But for some people, it's also the situation whereby Piggy Vest sends you, I'm sorry, your daily withdrawal could not be done today. Because the money is not in your account. Glory. Has it happened to you before? Uh Thank you for the honesty. All right, so that's the first point for me. Willing to be vulnerable, but confident in your God. Authority is what opens the sale. And God also told me right after that, that do you know that David became rich in that scenario by being vulnerable? And we see that in 1 Samuel 17, um, 25 to 26. 1 Samuel 17, 25 to 26. We know the story. Pidams has, we've read it in the book of Bible story, and Pidams has used it so many times. Yes. Yes. I'm expecting them to bring it up. We're going to go there. I like Amplified Classic, but if you don't, then it's fine. Have it, then it's fine. 1 Samuel 17, 25 to 26. I'm going to read for time's sake. And the Israelites said, Have you seen this man who has come out? Surely he has come out to defy Israel. And the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free from taxes and service. No more vats. 
No more that. No more when you're traveling and you're coming back. You know, when you're trying to come in, you not pack all your receipts that you go and clear that because you want to save as much change as possible. No need. No tax. Some people, you are not afraid to earn so much because when you earn so much, they tax you so much as well. But no tax anymore. Great riches give you his daughter. And David said to the men, they had already told him, but David said, let me hear it again. And David said to the men standing by him, what shall be done? Before I lay down my skills and show you guys what I can do. Let me hear it again. What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And so you see, in David's mind, he had already settled it. Two things, that I'm going to be rich. I'm going to make us, I'm going to kill this guy. And so like we've been learning all along, true wealth is, a re, is, is as a result of the problems you're solving. So David was going to solve many problems in this battle. He was going to save King Saul from shame. I know when we're talking about wealth, it's on levels of kings. It's on the level of kings. Because when a king wants to bless you, when he wants to open his loins for you, when he wants to give you the riches that are in his house, you know they finish. You know how people still say that Abacha's money is still around it today? Do you understand? Do you know that David's money is still around it today? It's in some people's houses. It's in my house. Somebody say it's in my house. Somebody say it's in my house. He was going to solve the problem of Saul's shame. Israel's reputation. And then above all, the honor of his God. He was, because he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he should defy the armies of the living God. He did not say the armies of Saul. Because he understands that Israel is a covenant nation. It's a covenant nation. It's not just about... I was going to mention... But by God's grace, we are a covenant nation too. Amen? Amen. It's not just about Saul. not about you guys. He understood that Israel was a covenant nation. And so we must protect... Quote and unquote, God protects his own anyway. So it's not even really him that was doing it. And so that's another thing when I spoke about the fact that it's authority that actually breaks the seal and brings you into certain things. Guys, we have a covenant. We have a covenant and the covenant is not a covenant of poverty. It's not a covenant of poverty. I know I like how PNAMS has taught us with so many tables how we are very poor in this country by different things. Unemployment. What else was on that table? Unemployment, scarcity, starvation, insecurity, war, inflation, so many corruption. So many things are designed to make people in this nation poor. But we are a covenant people. Somebody say, I'm a covenant child. Somebody say, I'm a covenant child. And my covenant is not with poverty, my covenant is with God. And God supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory. So it's covenant. Hallelujah. Speaking about being vulnerable, I think the point I really want to bring out there is we need to be vulnerable about this money thing. Don't hear it today and feel like you're not gingered. Tomorrow you're going to be CEO of Glow. You know it all. You are now rich. I can never be poor. You cannot put on your status. I can never be poor again in my life. Do you know how not to be poor again in your life? Now you've taken all this spiritual nuggets. Have you sat down with your notes and said, okay, how can I translate this rema into living bread? 
have you gotten a coach and said, okay, oh, this is my business. This is what pastor said about X, Y, Z. Pastor said that the church is not built on scarcity. And I'll come to that. Okay, how do I organize this revelation into my business? Have you done that? Have you garaged um, the people that came for business expo? Have you slid into anybody's DM? Hands up. Have you slid into anybody's DM? So I appreciate them first. Has anybody subscribed to Paul Fo's letters? Not before Expo, now. After Expo, post-Expo, put up your hand. One hand. I'm trying to see who the person is behind. Is that? Okay. One hand, two hands, three. Not that you are going to. You have a... Uh-huh. Four. Five. Jason Bonusina. Five. Any other person here? Five people. Who has slid into Mrs. Shola's DM? One. Who has met P down for one-on-one coaching? Zero. Bukola, are you putting up your hand there? <laughs> Do you understand? These are the things we are talking about. Because fine, we've been loaded with revelation, but you need to distill it into usable form. You need to distill it into practical application. Otherwise, you're going to go back and you're going to keep on struggling and you'll be wondering why God is not working. Not the one that is not working. I've done his part. You're the one that is not working. So can we be vulnerable enough to say, I get it spiritually, but I don't know how to translate it into business. I don't know how to translate it into online presence. I don't know how to translate it into traffic. I don't know how to translate it into marketing skills. All those phone call practicals we're doing here. How many of you have called your customers from business experts to now? Toby... Uche, Jade, Bukola, okay, Mazi, okay, okay, I see, okay, fair enough, seven, well, is it really fair, is it really fair, so we don't want to keep on going round and round and round and round and round in circles, you want to break out of it, don't you, are you so comfortable with the 100k every month, the 100k money, do you know that when you come outside in Lagos to breathe fresh air, you spend 10k? Do you understand? Ah, sometimes we are going to the supermarket to go and buy snacks. Only sausage roll. We come out with three bags and we have spent 40 something k. Are you wondering when did? Okay, I don't buy milk again. If people don't, you cannot drink milk. Just think of my children have even grown out of it because these things are expensive you're not forcing people to have poverty mentality people are now buying sachet you see people rolling sachet and i'm like what what kind of poverty mentality is this there's an article called the sachetization of nigeria can you imagine people are now buying i i, I feel heartbroken when people are now dragging can you imagine pure water is now bag of pure water is now for me, in one kind of my mind, I don't even mean this in a bad way. I'm like, why should we even know the price of pure water? Why can't we just buy John? <laughs> in your area, it's not 900. But my point is, even if you're making this 100k a month, you're not this <laughs> it's like breeze. I know they are nothing about all these pick me. <laughs> Why you pick 
of the sachet, you press it like this. It's air. It's air that is at the top. It's nothing there. By the, by the time you drink the meal or whatever, like three times, that's finished. That's when the anger and the father would have become that. Why are you drinking too much Milo? It's too much. Huh? You want to be sleeping in class? Do you, do, you, do you know what the dollar is saying now? Do we, then the things that your great-grandfather, not great-grandfather, or your great-grandfather used to say, you now find yourself one day, you will just burst out and say, do you think we block money from trees? forbid really it will not be heard amongst kings it will not be heard among kings but we have to be vulnerable we cannot just fill ourselves with spiritual nuggets and have what they use call spiritual constipation and not distill it because like pastor dami will say life already schedules your expenses you have to schedule your inflow life already schedules your pains you have to schedule your joy you have to. You wake up in the morning and you just feel it's a normal day until conductor scratches you, your boss insults you, your boyfriend doesn't call you, then you will know that you need to schedule your joy. So please, I beg us, let's be vulnerable. Let's learn. Next week Sunday, I'll ask this question again. What have you done differently? Don't be comfortable. There's so much more. There's so much more. Hallelujah. I haven't always been like this myself. I mean, like I said, I'm still learning about it. But I thank God for Pastor Dami in my life. I'm, very, I'm so glad I married the man. And, you know, because when you were hearing certain things over and over again, one day cop go run over. So you have to constantly plug in. Start with where you are and do it well. The business that you won't have self, your DM, you're not replying. Your phone calls, you're not responding. I mean, somebody put up a billboard. I was telling Bidam some days ago. Somebody put up a billboard, a new billboard on the very prime area. And I've been calling the number since they put up the billboard since today. They've not picked up. I'm like, are you really ready for business? What is going on? You put your number on your website. You put your number on Linktree. You put your, you're not picking up your call. And cobwebs are now on this height. Don't, we need to desire to be more. You know, David was vulnerable enough to say, and we're still going to be, can I have First Samuel 17 on the screen? Is that Tombs? Hi, it's good to see you. Right? Start with what, what you have. And you know how in that scripture, I believe it's in verse, Maybe 25 to 26 as well. Or 38 to 40. Let's read 38 to 40. Then Saul clothed... Thank you so much. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword over his armor. Then he tried to go but could not. For he was not used to it. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I am not used to them. And David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones, I feel glory on this one, out of the brook and put them in his shepherd's lunch bag, a whole kid skin slung from his shoulder in his pouch, and his sling was in his hand. 
and he drew near the Philistine. There's so many things I want to pull out from this one. David was willing enough to say, I can't fight with these things. So for now, yes, I don't understand crypto right now. I don't. You know, um, Oluwari was sharing in that group and I was seeing graphs. <laughs> God. I said, Lord, even to use GPS sometimes to plot my locations on a graph. I said, what does this mean? But guess what? We've scheduled a further class. Let me go and learn more. Let me have an understanding. So, I mean, going out with a sling to face Goliath was suicide as far as Israel was concerned. But David is like, at least I've tested this one. I know this one. Let me go with this one. Let me go with it. So what have you even tested? What are you using? What have you sharpened well enough that you can even use to break into a space? What are you doing so well enough first that you can use? Because the thing is, you need to be recognized to be recognized. You need to be seen to be seen. You need to be noticed to be noticed. Right? It's something that will, like, um, I'll tell your show brothers, we say, now one day they, they know person. Now one day they open customer. Right? So what are you doing, first of all, that will put you on the map? How excellent is it? What's your history? What's your track record that you can bring to say, not something haphazard, not something wishy-washy. You've honed it over time. And then something else I love in this scripture that I'd never seen before. Verse 40, then David took his staff. His staff was still with him. So that is this shepherding thing, this guarding thing, this protecting thing, this anytime I'm ready for war, anytime I'm ready for was with him. He did not say, oh, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going for Aaron. I'm going, he just went anyhow. No, he was ready. His staff was with him. What's his staff doing with him on a battleground? What's his staff doing with him going to drop food for his brothers? But he took his staff. He didn't need it. There was no sheep there. But he took it with him. He took it with him. So what is it that you are doing? You are a fashion designer. You are going and you are not dressing anyhow. You didn't take your fashion designing with you. You are a singer. I'm a singer. You don't have any record on your phone. They say, sometimes I'm thinking, I'm speaking to some tailors. Please, can I see some things you've done? And they are scrolling their phone, scrolling their phone, scrolling their phone. Oh, it's on my old phone. My old phone crashed. This one and that one. I mean, once in a while it can happen, but let that not be your daily story. We cannot find our song on your phone. You are scrolling, you are scrolling. Oh, I don't want to mention any other person's artists. So many other artists are first on your phone. Your one is now bottom box. Do you understand? Let it be there. Anytime, pull it up, draw it up. This is me. You don't have your profile. Say, send me your profile. Two weeks. You are now sending to Pastor Vicky. Sending to Minister Uche. Please help me edit. Help me edit. You've started doing like five other things since the last time you did your profile. It's still the old profile that is there. Then they now invite you. When you now get to the place where they are introducing you. No, actually, that was two years ago. Now, story for the gods. Carry your stuff. Everywhere, carry it. You don't know when they will call for it. Put you on the stage. And then we can now 
climax to other levels. Because the truth about it also is that, according to record, David fought at least 66 other battles. And he won all. But guess what? He wasn't fighting with Sling all the time too. So even though he wasn't wearing the armor right now, he grew into it. Because he was not fighting. Because he was not fighting the rest of all the wars with a sling. Even if that was his prefecture, because as a king, he grew into it. So I don't understand crypto now, but am I getting my savings right? I don't understand crypto now, but am I getting my portions right? I'm not understanding Bitcoin yet, but am I getting my coaching and mentoring right? And am I carrying it everywhere I go? Hallelujah. Bless God. It's the prayers of the saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Still speaking a bit about vulnerable. In still in verse 40. Uh, oh, Shanugaza. Holy Ghost, help me. Uh, okay. Let's read from verse 30, 33. One more point on being vulnerable. And Saul said to David, thank you so much. You are not able to fight against this Philistine. You are only an adolescent and he has been a warrior from his youth. And David said to Saul, your servant kept his father's sheep. And when there came a lion or again a bear and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and smote it and delivered the lamb out of its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its bed and I smote it and killed it. Okay. Your servant killed both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them for he has defied the armies of the living God. Going forward, um, there's a scripture about me. I don't know if I'll get to it. And the Bible says that and David ran towards Goliath. So what I'm seeing with David is he rolls towards the trouble. I'm like, oh, why did they find trouble? But that's how we conquer in this kingdom. That is how we conquer in this kingdom. You run to it. Don't dance around it. Don't be afraid. Even with this money thing, don't be afraid. Because I know I'm also now dealing with the spirit of fear because some people are afraid of money. To make it. To lose it. To give it. It's a fear. Will I ever have it? Will I ever have enough? Will it run out? What if I'm stranded? I know this is part of the reasons. Let me do a little sidestep into relationships. I hear a lot of women say, um, I don't want to marry her because I want to be financially stable because I don't want to be begging my husband for everything. So I get it. You don't want to be begging for tomato, begging for cortex, begging for pants, begging to go and make my head, and someone not be giving you inserts. Not insult to insert because of tomato paste, of which I hear tomato paste to self is expensive. To cook jollof rice now is not a problem. God have mercy. Some people now be eating by force concoction rice because tomato paste is expensive. And when the Bible says that when you want meat, you will eat it as you like. Well, we have this money, you. We have this money, you. What was I saying now? Hmm? Hey, hey, thank you very much. Thank you. Right? Uh, if I say what I was saying about Peter, 
and recollecting his thoughts. When Pidams is preaching and he does all this side step, he will just connect what he was saying. But me, I, hello, where my Holy Spirit? Help me, help me. I don't know how you do that, Pidams. I think that's really, really amazing. You never miss your train of thought. And you can be speaking for hours. Me, I'm already looking at my time. Like, Lord, help me make it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, so, I mean, it's good to have money and all of that. But don't, don't be that woman. You want to have everything before you get married. This marriage thing is a dependence thing. You will learn it. It's an interdependent thing. You have to learn it. Right? You have to learn it. Because the truth is, even if you have 10 million, 15 million, the day a great opportunity comes, a great investment, you still have to partner with your husband. You, some people will still have to take loan. You are dependent on banks already. Why can't you be dependent on your husband? You're dependent on your daddy in your house since. Why can't you be dependent on your husband? What's the, what's the real difference? If not for social media fights. What's the real difference, really? So that when they're talking about social, uh, social media, uh, talking about all these feminists and all these things, you will not be feeling sobbed. So why not? It's a codependent thing. There's another thing I wanted to say, but let me leave it for now. Focus on money. Amen? Alright. Oof. Alright, another, another thing I found with money in this story is that sometimes we try to fight the issue of time has gone. No, don't do that to me. You try, we try to fight, okay, thank you, money with money. And I think I've already touched on the answers to this before, but we try to fight money with money. Um, let me look at Goliath's armor. I don't want to go into the details now, but translating all those, have, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it, let's read it. Let's start from... From verse 5, 1 Samuel 17, from verse 5. From verse 5. I'll go ahead. And he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of mail. Thank you so much. And the coat weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had bronze sheen armor on his legs and a bronze javelin across his shoulders. And the shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam. His spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And a shield bearer went before him. Okay, let me stop there for now. So, two things here. Goliath was very, this is when they say, when you say heavily clad. He was heavily clad in cash and in physical apparel. Um, they say that just his armor was about 50 kilograms, just the chest. Forget about 50 kilograms. So that's like carrying, you know, those people that travel, like two suitcases, full suitcases, with a bag of cement. How, how heavy is a bag of cement? <laughs> on his chest. Forget about the one on the knee, the back, the head, the javelin in his hand. Then my guy still had an armor bearer in front of him. I'm not really sure what that armor bearer was doing there. I feel that's very unfair. Do you guys remember the story, um, picture of David and Goliath in the book of Bible story? Yeah. Well, Goliath and then one small boy like this. I'm like, they want to use this guy to do suya here today. Because if I didn't say, I'm going to go first, go. 
I don't know why I Goliath needed an armor bearer, but I guess it's soldier, military principles, glory. Uh-huh. So he was heavily clad. He, um, he was weighing chest alone 50 kilograms, so you can imagine how everything else was. And then um, it's difficult to find the exact um, cost of all he was wearing. Because he was also wearing money. At least over a, th- over a thousand dollars. Over. That's just a small one I found because it was difficult to find. So just one part. I think it was the ammo I found as well. Over a thousand dollars. But he was heavily clad physically and on, in cash. But he was not heavy in the spirits. He was not heavy in the spirits. Uncle David came lights, featherweights, with stone, natural resource. He did not pay one naira for or one dollar for. But he was heavy in the spirits. He was heavy in the spirits. And when I go through some of the five things that Pastor Dami has shared in the past and how I've been able to, you know, distill them in my own life, we'll see that. Whenever you are praying, don't pray for money, pray for vision. Whenever you are praying, do not pray for money, pray for vision. Because there is something God will cause you to see that will open a portal and a gate that that's where the money is. Have you watched Superman now? How Superman has x-ray vision. And they are trying to see there's a bomb in the building. There's a bomb in the building. Where is the bomb? And Superman comes and he scans everywhere and he sees it. Boom. And he goes and targets it and everybody is saved. That's how God is with our money. We pray. It's not just, it's not just Lord, Lord, answer me today. Lord, Lord, Lord. And Lord is like, yes, yes, yes. Like, Lord, I will not leave you until you bless me. I'm like, I've already blessed you. How do you want us to run it? Lord, Lord. It's not in the losing of the voice. It's in the gaining of the money. It's not in the losing of the voice. Let us gain this money. Then he opens your eyes to see where the pot of gold is, quote and unquote. And then you go there. Hallelujah. But he was light in the spirit. So that thing I said about covenant is very, very important. Let's take a few more points. The point I was trying to make is that sometimes we're trying to use money to make money. So, there Goliath was dressed in money. And here David was, quote unquote, without money. But who got the more money at the end of the day? No, who got more money at the end of the day? Money that his children, 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 children were still enjoying. Even if Goliath was going to win any money, he was too dead to spend the money. He was too dead to spend the money. So we don't get the money by chasing money. Like I said earlier, a lot of times when we chase the money, we are so agitated that we miss it. We make mistakes. And Eric Adams has spoken so much about people being used for example. And I know it's also a sensitive matter. But it's something that we need to be very, very careful about. In the bid to make money, not to be left out, to wear the latest this, to buy the latest that. We are chasing money so much that we make mistakes. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. But at the same time, while we are not chasing money, we are running towards everything that would help us legitimately and spiritually to make that money. Nobody should shank, be afraid, or just comfortable with just enough or just daily bread, urgent 2K, let me just get by to the end of the month and then we'll make it into the next month. 
Your Peter told me something very sweet yesterday or two days ago. My head was swelling. He said, you become wiser. No, that sounds like a diss now that I'm saying it. No, he said wiser. That means I was wise before, but now I'm wiser. Not that I was foolish, now I'm wise. That's not what he's saying. Do you understand? He said, you are wiser. And he, he said something actually. He said, since you resigned more so. And for me, that's a real testimony. Because when I resigned, I won't tell you how much I was earning, but it, wasn't, it was just below 200000 yeah, so whatever word, just below. Leave it to your imagination, right? That's what I was earning. But you know, in that time, and this is no disrespect whatsoever to anybody who weren't say nine to five. People who are nine to five are making money. Some of them are making very good money. A few of them are still making more money than I'm currently making. Currently, emphasis on the word currently, right? <laughs> right? But I remember that at that time, I wanted to keep my money to myself. If Peter just says, just go and buy, I'm like, oh my god. If a need just arrives, I'm like, God, why has this need come? Because I wanted to maintain that money. You just pay your tithes, buy one fine shoe, give your husband money. Ah, I don't give you as much money as I used to give you before. There's a time I used to give you money every month. Ah, God, I need to repent. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying your money so much. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Honestly, there was a time I used to give Pinam's money every month. Sometimes, even for my salary, sometimes even when he gives me money, I'll just give him money. No, no, no. Everybody knows you're not suffering. You're good. I just own him, and I haven't done that anywhere. I'll change, sir. <laughs> Glory to God. Give your husband money. Talk to a woman next to Say, give your husband money. <laughs> Give your husband money. Shall you wouldn't get home today just for <laughs> See Pilar. Give your husband money. Eh? Um, Mrs. Baba today, give your husband money. You are you can do this. You can do this. Saramide, give your husband money. You can do this. Hallelujah. Oh again, shall I call? Mrs. Idris Okonobi, give your, your husband money. So you for, uh, uh, make that movie. Give your husband that money. Who? Mrs. B. Oh, Mrs. B. Mrs. B. Give your husband money. All this training and he has been training you. You facilitate some money into his life. Amen. Glory to Jah. If I'm not called your name, consider yourself called. Amen. Right. It's good now. It's good. But see, this is thing, and this is the way God works. That's why all these people are always fighting submission, submission. Like, if you don't understand it, that's why you're fighting it. By the time I just give Pastor Dami small money like this, just telling me how great he is, at the next week, bam! I just, just want to love you. I was listening to Pastor K some weeks ago. He said he was talking about how when he just got married, he didn't have any money. By the way, all pastors always have that story. When I started, I didn't have anything. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it, it can, it, maybe it's true, Sha. I guess it's true. Right? Uh, I don't have anything. Uh-huh. Pastor Dami said, what happens sometimes? Those of us that have, they put everything into the work. Right? Um, I don't have anything. I don't have. You know, he tells the story all the time how he only has O and D and emphasis on the O, ordinary. And then she, she has masters. But two weeks ago, I just gave her two million naira to buy shoes. I'm like, what? 
talk to me. And that's how it works. When you honor your husband, it's even a normal human principle. Even you just honor him. Because God cannot owe, and God is is he's representing God in that family. So when I give God small, God blesses me because God is not on my level, he's not a small boy, he's not a small girl, he's not dealing with urgent 2k. So he blesses me on his level. And since my husband is representing Christ, he blesses me on Christ's level. That's how he works, and the cycle continues. And I'm like, Oh my god, see how much you bless me. I need to love you some more, I need to bless you some more, I need to pray for you some more. And like, oh my god, what a wonderful woman. Anywhere he goes to preach, I have a lovely wife, a diligent wife. Why you have me praising me, praising me, praising me, praising me? People now be like, oh, why must have a? We must have ah, this man was very great. They will not slide into my DM. Oh, Pidams talk so much about you. Can you come for our meeting? We need you to talk to our women. And then they slide money into my. It's just a cycle that just keeps going on and on and on and on. So when I see people fighting submission, I'm like, you either marry the wrong person or something is wrong somewhere. But there's a wrongness. There's a wrongness. Okay, let me take one more thing from the scripture and then I'll just break down the five things real quick. Hallelujah. I'm not even sure which one to pick. Okay, let me just pick this last one. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Uh, let's start from verse one. I don't know how to pronounce all these names here. So anyone I bag on, just take it like that. I don't know why they have such difficult names in Bible times. Like, why is your name so difficult? But anyway, I'm sure that's what they would think about some of us, Sha. I remember one of my very close friends from secondary school, her full name is Ayolua Bonilara Joasholo. I'm like, why is your name so long? Ah, tongue twister. Yeah, I like, what are your midday, are your tunde? Why didn't we just stop there? Can this your name enter passport? You can't interpret, but we all love her. We learn to pronounce the name by force. Do you understand? What's your full name? Okay, your name is Easy. Your name is Easy. Fidel, what's your Ebo name? <laughs> uh, uh, no, Del, no, my people's names are difficult. Delta people. Okay, <laughs> What's going on? Tongues. Are we speaking in tongues here? Yeah. But really and truly, this Bible name, Sha. Alright, so verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle and were assembled at Soko, Soko, yeah, which belongs to, to Judah and encamped between Soko and Azekah in that place. Right? Ephes Damim. Right. <laughs> Saul and the men of Israel were encamped in the valley of Elah. Of Elah. Of Ella. Uh-uh. To your Nepali, you didn't tell us. And drew up in battle array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side. And Israel stood on a mountain on the other side. With the valley between them. And a champion went out of the camp of the Philistines. Named Goliath of Gath. Whose height was six cubits and a span. Almost ten feet. Hmm. Yeah, so Michael Jordan is learning work. Uh, Shaquille is learning work. Ten feet. Ah, that's really high. Right? Uh, okay, and I read the other ones. Um, so let's jump to verse 8. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. Why have you come out to draw up for battle? 
In other words, why are you even, why are you even here? You've already lost. Why did you bother coming out? Just concede. Some, to some of you, Goliath is the money in your life. Like, why are you, why are you even bothering? You pop on your house. This is what it is. Your mother tried. Your father tried. Your great-grandfather tried. Dear, what makes you think you are different? You say wealth and riches are your house. Which house? This house? This very house? And I'm being very serious right now, actually. This same house. Goliath is like, why, did you, why, are, you, why are we here again? <laughs> Let me not joke. Um, you know, there are some primaries who already know who the graduate is. So they are all doing it to fulfill righteousness. I've said what I've said. And then, <laughs> Goliath is like, why bother? And so many people, money, like, why bother? You, this cycle of, let me just have transportation for today and get back home. Tomorrow, we'll figure out how tomorrow will be. Shebi, the Bible said, you now start quoting Bible in another way. Sufficient for today is enough. Daily bread. Let me just, when your father owns the bakery. You now start interpreting Bible in a different way. You now say, after all, Jesus was not rich. After all, he was born in a manger. After all, he was a carpenter. You start, you know, justifying rubbish. Justifying, is that Abraham? Okay, no, he looked like Abraham. Hi. You start justifying rubbish in your head. Because you know, just the same way abundance can make you see new visions, poverty can make you see things. I know like Pastor Dami said, abundance in this kingdom is not wire transferred, it's vision transferred. So what you see and behold is so critical. So if you allow those thoughts of poverty keep roaming in your head, you will see more of it and you will become more, God forbid. I like that, God forbid. And I remember when Pidams, I don't know if it was culture shakers, Pidams literally spoke about some people you need to leave your father's house where you are. Because you are seeing the poverty too much. I remember that. I remember so clear. You want to go outside. You have to jump like five gutters before you get to the road. Some of you, you have to pack shoe inside nylon bag. Because your streets, your street, car cannot pass your streets. When you order boats, if you order boats, they have to pack junction far. You now change to rubber slippers and come out. That's what you are seeing. And what you see consistently, you become eventually. And so, it's really true. So even when you get more money, you will spend it down to gutter level. Because that's what you know. That's what you see. Still in verse 8. Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. And let him come down to me. This is where I want to go. Let him come down to me. So the Israelites were on a mountain, on a hill. The Philistines were on a hill. There was a valley in between. And Goliath came down into the valley. And he started shouting up. Verse 9. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him, 
and kill him. Then you shall be our servants and serve us. The last verse I want to read of time, I won't go into it. The Bible says, and David heard. And David heard. Yes, you can begin to take me home, as P. Dances say. Please, for our online viewers, let me clarify. Yeah, I just needed Minister Cooper here to play the keys softly so I can begin to tape down, wind down. You understand? And my husband is like, Take you home to where? (laughs) Hey, God, oh, okay, Cooper, play the keyboard in low tunes. I can't even say softly now, softly and going home, don't work together. Play the keyboards, the Yamaha keyboard, low tune so that I can leave the stage to sit down next to my husband who will take me to our abode. (laughs) Oh my God. What? What? Hallelujah. I'm able to find that. And heard. Now, I want us to see Goliath in all this context I'm giving us money and how we should respond to it. Goliath has come into the valley. The Israelites are on the mountain. You are always above money. Always. Always. We have money. Money does not have us. Always. Always. You are above. And if you study sound you will see that how will I explain it? Maybe I should just leave that part. Holy Spirit, help me. You need to speak down to money and let money know that you are above it. This valley that you are, you'll be there. I'm the one that's going to remain on this mountain. If I'm going to the valley at all, it's to break every chain that is holding me down. And I come back to my mountain, which is exactly what David did. And you know, sound travels in a way faster from down. So if you notice, if you live above, when they are doing party dances, you hear. If they are hitting the ceiling, you hear. Right? I was going to say, if they are doing the other thing too, you hear. So you need to respond. Those of you that have not heard it before, you put a hole in your area. <laughs> you need to speak back to it. You need to speak back to it. Even in, in business, there are some deals that they give you one kind of money. You say, No, I love, I remember Mr. Chair's testimony last week or two weeks ago. Don't say, mm, At least I told I told nine bad pass. Know your worth and your value and renegotiate it. Have you noticed that there was one time you were afraid to call big money and then you called it and then they paid you? as a one-off. Continue. Continue. And then guess what happens? When you do that and you see they pay you, it forces you to go up to that level. To stay on that level. I can't do anything less than this again. 
It trains you to go up to that level. Quickly, I'm finance finance really happened me now. That you see, maybe we say I spend time. I will not go beyond five minutes extra. Glory to God. Peter said a few things during the course of this series. Deep, deep things create surface things. That was in Job. I think it was during this series when we were talking about the precious stones of the earth. They're from under. Deep things create surface things. And that's why I mentioned that when we are praying, don't pray for money. We are seeing paper money all around now. Money is everywhere. Because the Chinese, they say they come into Nigeria and they see money on the floor. Business opportunities on the floor. That's surface. There's something that brings that money. Pray for it. Number two, Peter says, the wealth I crave for has an assignment. Name the money that comes to you. So now I do it. Sometimes I'll ask him, I just got this money. Should I do, use it to do this? Should I use it to do that? Should I use it to save? Should I do this? Should I do that? Name the money in your life. Name it. It's the same principle of Adam and the animals. Name it. And of course, like we always say in relationship, it's the same principle. Name the men in your life. Name the women in your life. All of them should not be doing the same function. Prayer partner is the one that is sending you good morning, good night. Have you eaten? Are we praying or what? The one that's supposed to be your... Let's not go into it. Your money has an assignment. Name the money that comes into your life. Because sometimes when the money just comes wah like this, it just goes wah like that as well. Because you haven't named it, it has no assignment, it has no direction. And so it just floats in any way. Name it. Pastor Dami also said that diligence is a request for increase. Laziness is agreement to loss. Don't plot the graph, plot your responsibility. I remember Peter was also saying that God did not promise us an income. He promised us abundance. But even in the midst of that abundance, you are the one that will still bring your vats for him to fill with wine. So we might not know the exact how, but plot your responsibility. And so again, like Minister Solomon was saying, I've started doing my accounts all over again. I've started calling my customers. I've started saying, okay, why did you come in the first place? Why haven't you come back again? Can you refer me to this person? Started doing my accounts again. Hiring staff, putting things in order. Number four, I mentioned before. Pedams also mentioned church will not be founded on scarcity. And that was when he was coming to his disciples after the resurrection. When they were, when, after he had been crucified. And um, he said, have you eaten bread? Have you eaten bread? And God gives them bread and fish. And these people were in hiding. And God is like, yes, you've been through a tough time, but I got you. You've been through a tough time, but you're my child. You're my responsibility. I'm going to feed you. So don't make a season in your life make you become a beggar. You are not a beggar. You are not. It's a phase. And God will take care of you. I remember Hasidam also saying, I think that scripture was in Psalm, that we're still on this covenant. We are under the shadow of his wings. And he mentioned what was in the... um, the Ark of the Covenant, right? And how the mercy seat was there. So God is covering us. And then finally, Pedam says, know when God has relocated your supply. Know when God has relocated your supply. I mean, I know this all too well from my... If you were happy now that I didn't use this chair and table that you said you came to ask me for specifically and I specifically said I need it. 
right? And this, I know this all too well from losing my Instagram account. And I know I talk about this a lot, but when you lose a big Instagram account, you will not understand. You will not lose in Jesus' name, oh. Hmm. When God has relocated your supply and living by covenant, because you know, Instagram is business. It's not just fine pictures for me. For, it's not just fine pictures. And also because I know the numbers make me know that the word is spreading farther along. And so the more people, so somebody will not make a stupid mistake because there are more people in the pool of my influence. So that's what I want the numbers for. But I know that I'm living by covenant. I know that God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. I know that God will not leave my destiny in only the hand of Instagram. So he has given me books. So he has given me corporate trainings. I know it's very interesting that over the last two weeks, I've started getting invitations to speak all over again. God will not leave you stuck in only one source of income. There are wells in you. Can you begin to dig? There are flows of income in you. Can you begin to dig? Even if it's only one gift you think you have, like Pastor Dami was saying last week, what is the vehicle? So yes, you might be a fashion designer, but have you thought about making clothes for children? Have you thought about collaborating with a photographer that is skilled, that is prominent, and you guys having a partnership? It might be one gift, but many expressions. Because God will not leave your destiny stranded in one thing. So they fired you from a job, but you still have your managerial skills. You were not able to close that deal, but you're still a lawyer. Open another deal. You were not able to sell the piece of land, but you're still a real estate manager. Sell another land. Manage another thing. I really trust God and pray that in this series, our eyes will be open to wealth. Not just paper money, but true wealth. I decree and declare that every barrier in the spirit, every barrier in our father's house, every barrier in our mind is brought down in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that we will not just continue admiring people and what they have and keep on asking and begging and borrowing, but we will have enough to lend to nations in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare that indeed wealth is in our house, even if it's not in our father's house, because we are like Joseph, the Bible says that when he got into the prison, God caused favor to come into the house of Potiphar. I decree and declare that by reason of you being in that office space, that home space, the Lord will cause favor to come into the house and favor will bring with it its brothers, its sisters, its cousins, wealth, riches, resources, relationships, a good name in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare that as a house and as individuals in this house, we are never stranded because we have things that are more than money we have a good name we have favor we have wisdom we have heaven we have the word of god these things materialize for us in things that money can buy in things that money cannot buy and in money in itself i decree and declare that the devil will not have the last laugh of us in this money matter I decree and declare that where our peers are, we will not have to hide our faces in shame, but be able to raise our heads up because see what the Lord has done. In Jesus' mighty name. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. 
To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.